Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. All the hard work, let's go! College football today. On college football today, brought to you by Bet DSI, Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci going through the top 25 battles. Head on over to DailyRoto.com. It's the industry's leading daily fantasy site that's produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners and millions more in smaller prizes for countless subscribers. Once there, if you click on Go Premium, you can use the same daily fantasy line optimizer that's helped DailyRoto customers achieve such remarkable success. And if, you're, if it's sports wagering you're into, click on the new sports betting tab where you'll be able to use the same tools that have produced all those daily fantasy winnings for money line picks, picks against the spread, game totals, and player props. So go to DailyRoto.com and enter FNTSY for a special discount. DailyRoto.com, the industry website where millionaires are made literally. BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast, easy payment of winnings. You can virtually play every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play at any time during the game. BetDSI is offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first Deposit if you use promo code FNTSY. That's betdsi.com, promo code FNTSY. So head on over to BetDSI and start winning today. Some great other games that we're going to get into. Florida State and Louisville. Both teams need a, a victory. Florida State get, did get a gutty victory over Northern Illinois. Got the cover late in the fourth quarter of that ball game. Louisville struggled on the road in Charlottesville. They're now back home Plus six, plus six and a half. I'm going to close my eyes, take the better head coach here, in my opinion, Bobby Petrino. Even though they haven't showed it, I think Louisville wins this matchup. Yeah, I'm jumping off Louisville at this point. Man, yeah. I, I can't love Florida State yeah. based on what I've seen this year from Willie Taggart and that offensive line and really every aspect of Florida State. So not in love with Florida State, but... Uh, Thought for a while about making it one of my key picks for the weekend, just because Louisville is sliding they're off horrible. the cliff. I mean, offensively, they're playing, you know, uh, they're playing a juggling game with the quarterbacks. I, I think Bobby's in trouble this season, and I think we'll see it. Two different mindsets. Bobby Petrino may be on his way out. Willie Taggart yeah. still in year one. One quick update from a quarterback perspective. Speaking of ACC, Daniel Jones will start for he Duke. Will. Very interesting against Virginia Tech. So you don't like that because you... you I, it worries me a little bit because of the rust factor. Yeah. You missed a couple of weeks. You lose a little bit of that momentum. I think what happened is I, I don't think it was some kind of a miracle. I, I think Daniel Jones watched the Virginia Tech defense against Blake 
Larusa, and he's like, you know what? I'll go in there with with a broken collarbone. I'd rather face that Virginia Tech defense right Dukes now. Quarterbacks, no interceptions. Twelve touchdown passes, no interceptions. That's a critical factor. How good of a job is David Cutcliffe done? He's done I mean, a fantastic it's remarkable. job. Got remarkable. In the bowl he too. really would have been the perfect fit for Tennessee. Tennessee. He, he didn't want the job. He didn't want it for no. He doesn't like the pressure. He doesn't want the pressure of the SEC. I don't understand it though. He's the perfect guy for that job. Yeah. And they love him, so they won't run him out of town there. Going back to the Peyton Manning days, he's the guy. He was the guy, the guy who was instrumental in Peyton Manning That's getting what I'm to saying. the so, yeah, But when's the it, last time, let's be honest, Tennessee had a, a really legit quarterback? Tyler quarterback? Bray? Tyler Bray, maybe? Andy yeah, Kelly. He was average. Yeah, but that's yeah, what I'm saying. Average, I mean, yeah. when was the last? I mean, uh, Eric Ainge is, is one that comes to mind back in And still didn't rise to right, the level. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Tyler Bray was a decent college quarterback. T. Martin. Was, How about T. Martin? Yeah, that, yeah right? that's their real. Yeah, yeah, T. Martin. T. Martin did what Peyton Manning couldn't do. Right. Beat Florida. Yeah. The year yeah. after he left. And the national championship. That game Although it's really Arkansas. Jamal Lewis, right? Jamal Lewis was and the bell Tennessee cow. should be there. I mean, it's shocking to me with the facilities, the money, the tradition. I don't know, like how Nebraska, are they as bad though, as... Rich, that they were, but they've fallen. A little, and... bit, little better talent pool access, though, than what Nebraska yeah, you has. It's easier you know? to recruit there as right, well because right. of the location. Nebraska is so isolated. Tennessee, yeah. you're right in the heart of everything. Yeah. yeah. How about Nebraska. At home against Purdue. That's a, that's yeah, a I know you game. like it. I think you're like on to something. There. I, I, I think do. you're on to something. I, I think it's one of those when you least expect it moments. You know, Purdue got the big win last week. Now they have to head out on the road for the first time this year. Everybody's like, ah, oh, Scott Frost, maybe he's overrated. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you're right, and this is one of those weeks that Nebraska, with a healthier Adrian Martinez, actually steps up and I agree wins. with you guys. I think, you know, I thought Purdue were a little overrated. coming. To, Brom did a great job last year, but people acted like they were a nine-win team coming into the year or something like that. I just didn't see it. You know, Nebraska's going to get into the winner's circle eventually. I think this is a good spot. And, you know, kind of flying under the radar, you just talked about it, is Florida State and Louisville. What a train wreck for Louisville. And it all started with uh, with the clown Papa John in the offseason. Good point. I forgot about that. It really has. It's just been a disaster. Like the Papa John, the stadium name change, the season. And you look, anytime they played a real team, they've gotten destroyed. I think Taggart. It's not going to get people off his back because it's on the road and it's flying under the radar, but it's one of these games where I think FSU handle their business, get out of there with a 7 to 10 point I agree. Yeah, here's I agree. the thing, too, about that total. 46, it's only ticked down to around 44. Uh, I see 45, 45 and a half. Some places have 44. I, I, I would take the over there. I mean, I... If you're Florida State and you jump up early, Florida State needs to turn it on if you're yeah. Willie Taggart. And if you're Louisville, you're only averaging around 350, 360 per game in terms of total offense. You're going to need to open it up so that can lead to big plays in that ball game. The other thing about Nebraska as well, I mean, they face Colorado. Colorado's a solid team, 4-0 now. Troy yeah. and Michigan, at, when you look at the resume, I, granted, they got blown out by Michigan in that ball game, but I mean... They're a home dog here, and Purdue making its first road game in the conference. That could play into this factor as well. Yeah, I, I, I again, I think I, when I saw it earlier in the week when you put your picks in, I said he's on to something here. I, I think everybody's going to be jumping off the Nebraska ship. They played so epically bad against Michigan. I mean, that was just a complete disaster against Michigan, and everybody's like, ah, wait till next year with Nebraska. And they will have to. This is not even a bowl team. 
But to Gabe's point also where, you know what, they're going to get a win at some point, I think they could get it today against Purdue because Purdue's been so schizophrenic. Again, this is a team that lost to Eastern Michigan, lost to a bad Northwestern team. So I could see Nebraska coming in here and winning outright, and they're, they are the underdog getting how many? Three, three and a half, okay. three. Slight underdog. And Memorial Stadium will yeah. be in, into this matchup. A so little less pressure. I think yeah. people, in, people in Lincoln are starting to realize, listen, this is not this is not going to happen quickly. Yeah, it's going to take time. Kick, 3.30 kick. Another underdog I like, and I'm all in with this game. It's a Big 12 battle, TCU and Iowa State. Iowa State catching around 10 and a half, 11 in this ballgame. You saw TCU back-to-back weeks struggle against Ohio State, struggle against Texas. More importantly, they allowed 112 rushing yards to the Longhorns. And when you look at Sean Robinson, he was banged up in that ballgame. Now, TCU's owned the series. Four, they've won four of the last five by 25.7 points per game. But TCU did struggle in Ames last year. Iowa State got the 14-7 to win and really contain that TCU offense. But defensively, I think this is the better team. I think TCU's banged up. They've lost the turnover battle in three straight games now. They enter this ballgame minus five in turnover margin. I think Iowa State's a live dog. I like them with the points and, and the money line here. I laid the points with TCU uh, about three Fridays ago, you remember, in the, in the rain and that lightning SMU, delay yeah. against SMU, and they stumbled out of the gate. And then they turned it on with their team speed a little bit. I remember coming in the next morning and talking about this game and saying I was underwhelmed with, with TCU. It was just because they were basically playing SMU that they won that football game. I don't think they're worthy of being 10.5-point favorites against anybody that's not sort of a subpar program right now. And Iowa State's not SMU. I, I like Iowa State in this game, Joe. I, I think they this game comes down to the wire. Robinson, you know, he can't throw the football. They just Their, their passing attack is, is very simplistic. Their, their play calling is simplistic. Let's get to the outside and use our speed. I, um, Patterson's a good coach, but Matt Campbell's a great, very, very good coach. Preparation. I think he's going to be able to see the same things. That Listen, TCU are pretty one-dimensional. They're just fast. So let's contain them and bottle them in. I think this game comes down to the wire. Yeah, and I think just Iowa State's the fresher team here. I, I think uh, TCU did get beat up by Ohio State. They gave up 181 rushing yards in that ballgame. They got beat up uh, in the interior by Texas. They Emotionally to, draining, yeah. losing to yeah. a state rival I, like I, that. I th- that was a bad loss. And I, th- I think fundamentally sound, too, Iowa State. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They get good quarterback play. Kemp is available. But Zeb Nolan playing very well in the scheme. David Montgomery's still there, and I think they can run the football now. That statistically only averaging seventy nine yeah. yards per game. That, that's my worry, and and it's a surprise too because I, I like David Montgomery, but one hundred twenty eighth nationally. I know you. Didn't no, I was thinking pro of football pro focus. Fo- <laughs> I know, I know, but pro football focus. I, you I said love. It, you said I know. I love him. them, and they consistently rate him as one of their top right. rated backs on film. And I respect them, but I just I, I can't understand why it doesn't ever show up in the production. That that's my confusion about it. Having said that, I agree. I, I think all three of us are in agreement. I think this is a much closer game than the ten and a half points. Matt Campbell tends to be a very good coach as an underdog. Traditionally, wins a lot uh, wins a lot of these games either outright or against the spread. My only concern is the Iowa State offense. Yeah. I mean, they're they're just not moving the ball. Zeb Nolan has done a good job, but again, one hundred twenty eighth nationally, one hundred nineteenth in scoring. TCU is going to be a little angry, but I was not impressed by Sean Robinson. I thought he had a horrible game against Texas, and TCU in general played poorly. So, And he was hurting that. I'm yeah. telling you, keep an eye out as the game progresses. I think it's close. I, I think they are a live dog. scoring. I don't, I don't yeah. see this as a shootout. I'd be shocked if the over comes in I here agree. in this matchup. I think it's a smash mouth. Look, it was 14-7 last year. Yeah. So I would expect more of the yeah. same. They're a little higher scoring. We already have some scoring, speaking of which. Uh-oh. 
Uh, Buffalo Bulls. Nobody circles the wagons like those Buffalo Bulls. Seven nothing Buffalo over Army. Yeah, we, we a lot of people thought, man, Buffalo is a sleeper coming into this year. They've done can, a nice can they, job. Can they win the Mac? Hey, can, can they win the Mac? Yeah, yeah I they, think they their win, win total was six and a half, which was for Buffalo was a slightly high. I, I, I would because what you, was it? Six and a half. Okay, they, all right. I'm just there's some talent in the air to blow past that, that is yeah, going there. Probably. Well, Lance Leopold knows how to win football games. I mean, it was at a different level. Yeah. I mean, yes. it was it was at a lower level, but the guy knows how to win football games. Seven tell you, nothing Bulls early. If, if they win the MAC or compete for the MAC, people are going to start sniffing around bigger programs. Oh, without, say, a, doubt. Know, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Um, very similar, like Turner Gill. What happened to Turner Gill? Yep. Um, from out of there. Uh, Bowling Green's up three nothing right That's now. That's shocking. Over Georgia Tech. Early. Yeah, that's but they kicked the field goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm saying if Bowling Green could get some momentum, I mean, you're talking about an offense that all they do is run the football. Yeah. How about them Rucker Scarlet Knights early, early touchdown? Oh, wow. that'll be, that'll be that's a big point, too. They need that. Seven points. Ruck, let's, let's put it this way. And I know. Seven I know nothing. I know Rutgers. you're going to get me fired up no, again. Uh, I'm going to get you fired oh, up. Oh, Syracuse. Three nothing. All right. Oh, all right. We'll get to Toledo and Fresno in a little bit, but you were talking about Rutgers and and we spoke about it after last week's show about your your sentiments about what they should do about the program. You don't feel they're a Big Ten team. No, I don't. I, listen, I understand the two sides of this coin. One is simply financial. You, you go to the Big Ten for the money, and that's what Tim Pernetti, former athletic director, did. I understand that, and I'm not knocking it. But if you want to talk about just a competitive standpoint for the sake of your players and your fans, this is not a Big Ten sports program. Forget about just football. Basketball point program. Point in right now, guys. Excuse me. I'm just point flowing in. Yeah. Texas A&M, 7 nothing on Arkansas Uh-oh. early. In trouble. Alabama has uh, scored early on Lafayette. Uh, Central Michigan kicks a field goal. <laughs> More Michigan struggles State? up there oh, in, in, for Sparty. Back in field goal. For the Chippewas. Oklahoma State have just scored extra point pending, so a 6 nothing there early. Uh, West Virginia's up 7 nothing. Four minutes in, four and a half minutes in. Yeah, the but they, you, know, you know what's weird about that West Virginia game? They fell behind in Morgantown by a lot. I think it was 17 points in that matchup, and they still were able to win that ball game by 12 points over Texas Tech. We'll see how this game plays out. I, I mean, again, I'd be shocked if huge this game, game for Cliff Kingsbury. Huge. By the way, it's very, if he could put back-to-back games, no, he, he, like t- he takes he a ton of pressure off of himself. Saves if his he job could do that. in a big way. Because listen, if he, if he beats West Virginia, which is a trendy team yes. in the Big Twelve, if he if he beats West Virginia, all of a sudden we got to start saying he's got one loss. It was against Ole Miss, SEC team. You start saying, well, maybe maybe they're the team that could sort of be the uh, fly in the ointment in the Big Twelve. Yeah, we'll see how that game plays out. Or at least he doesn't get fired. Or at least <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's at more a realistic. At least he doesn't get fired. At a yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that game transpires. I'm sure by the time 5 o'clock rolls around, could still be playing that matchup. Yes, uh, five they'll, be, they'll be late in the third at yeah, that point. 73 was the total, so we'll see. How about this game? Toledo on the road later tonight to face Marcus McMarion in Fresno State. Ten-point favorites in this ball game. I think Fresno State is clearly the better team, but I'm going to take the 10 points with the Rockets on the road. I think they play this ball game very close a little bit later tonight. That's a great group of five game, which yeah. we love to talk about. I love these matchups, non-conference matchups from teams that maybe a lot of the fans don't have a chance to watch. Uh, Toledo has a very live offense. Mitchell Guadani has done a great job of replacing Logan Woodside. Defensively, though, I have worries. Uh, I think they gave up 44 last week against Nevada. I think they'll struggle against the Fresno State offense, even though Fresno State is not ex- explosive offensively. Better defense at Fresno State. Gabe thinks I'm crazy, but this is a game that'll go well past midnight for those East Coasters. Could be a little bit weird for their biological clock at Toledo. 
Uh, I, I think Toledo covers. It's a lot of points for these two teams, but I like Fresno to win. Yeah, I like Toledo tattooed You like them. Fresno to cover and win? or uh, No, Fresno to win, but yeah, to, like Toledo, Toledo to cover. The, you like Toledo in this match? To, well, like Toledo, Toledo smacked them 52-17 a couple of years ago. I know it's a different scenario. Logan Woodside was there a little yeah, bit Yeah, I'm different. saying it's a revenge spot. There will be some kids that remember this uh, that will be on Fresno. But without being stated, I think it's going to be a fun game. Uh, late night, let's bet the over. Of, it's a total. Uh, we got 60, 60 and a half right now, depending uh, you know on the situation. That's a, that's Moving around sixty one too, because Fresno State's like they can go under sometimes. Yeah, so well, they're they're, they're, they're not a again they're not an explosive yeah. offense. They're they're more of a methodical offense. I would take the. I mean, I, I would yeah, lay but off against I Toledo. Take, against Toledo, Fresno's going to be able to move the ball, right? You would think. You would think. I mean, uh, again, I, that's a fast track out there in, in Silicon Valley. Give me the Fresno. double digit points, though, with the Rockets. The Rockets yeah. have, like, you know, we talk about Matt Campbell, actually. You know, it's, it's been years. This team's just traditionally been a good, good underdog. Remember, they went into uh, they went to Fayetteville, won in Arkansas a couple years ago. Yeah. Pretty much every year, they have a little feather in their cap road win, guys. Yeah, speaking of Arkansas, getting pasted 14 nothing by Texas A&M. We'll see how that game plays out first quarter. When we come back, we'll be talking about Oregon and Cal. Keep it where it is. Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci live from Studio 34. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Rolling in the last half hour of the show. Welcome back to College Football Today, brought to you by BetDSI. Going over all the top 25 battles, a couple of scores to update. Update Texas A&M up. Texas A&M up 14-0 on Arkansas. West Virginia up 14-0 on Texas Tech. And Clemson trails Syracuse 3-0. We'll keep you updated throughout the show. But we'll turn our attention to the Pac-12 late-night game between Oregon and and Cal, this is a team in Oregon that really had Stanford left for dead. They should have went up 31-7, to let that lead slip and fell behind and lost 38-31. to Now go on the road to Berkeley to face Justin Wilcox and the Bears. It's a tricky ballgame because you look at Oregon 0-4 against the number this year. And can they emotionally get up? From that loss last week in Outson Stadium, I'm not so sure they can. I'm taking Cal here. I don't didn't, again. Not a best bet. Not a not a, a solid selection. But if I had to make a selection, I'd take the Bears in this matchup. Rich, uh, look, Cal has yet to allow a first half touchdown yeah. in 2018. So Justin Wilcox has done a remarkable job defensively. You mentioned mindset and psychology. It's going to play a big factor. I happen to think Oregon gets back up. I do. I, I think they have the better quarterback by far in Justin Herbert. They have the better offense by far. I don't think Cal has enough offensively to keep up with Oregon. I'm going to lean to the side of 
That was an Oregon team that thoroughly outplayed Stanford, which is saying something, and then they collapse. Now, maybe there's a residue. There's a kind of a, a hangover effect. That's a problem. I think Oregon's a good football team. And, by the way, that offensive line, big physical offensive line, I think they could shove around Cal. I think they, they survive and win. I don't, think, I don't think the Ducks are the Ducks anymore. I don't think, like, at least they're the, the Ducks that we knew uh, before. And I think that people sort of bet them on name and reputation Mario Cristobal is going to have to prove it to me. It's simple as that. He's going to have to prove it to me that, that he can win games like this. I've been burnt too many times, guys, buying into the Ducks and their talent. I'm a big Wilcox fan, and I'll tell you what. I remember this game last year. I, yeah, it was I bet a it. shootout. It, it we were getting shootout. 17. If you remember, every damn play, someone on Cal got hurt, Joe. Like they, It was like a bloodbath. They kept losing, and everyone, they were going to cover. They were getting 17. They ended up losing by 21. And I remember last year, if you guys remember, I'm sure some of you do. <coughs> excuse me i made a note i told you guys this cal team moving forward even though they were getting pasted they didn't quit they didn't roll over they never rolled over there was a spot in washington last year where they were getting pushed around they kept playing to the final whistle that carried over into this year i think cal has this game circled actually they've been blown out by the ducks over to you know to the casual guy right now you're at home it's not like oh Oregon and Cal is a, is a massive game. Well, it is if you're if you're a California Golden Bear player and you remember losing 45-24 uh, 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 last year. And don't forget the last time they played at Cal here, guys. Cal won 52-49. Yeah. Cal. So Cal knows we can beat these guys. I think Cal gets it done here tonight. When you talk about perception, this game just feels like an over. You think Cal, you think Oregon, you think over. I mean, but both defenses, especially in run support, playing very well. Oregon only giving up 80 rushing yards per game. They held Stanford in check with 71 last week. Cal enters this matchup only allowing 131 rushing yards. It's a yards manageable number, per game. though, at 58 and a half. That's a low number, I bet. For I mean, what would the total last year, I believe, was in the 70s, if I'm not mistaken. 66 last year. Yeah, that's 66. High. That's high. You're getting you're you're catching eight more points now uh, with basically the same team. But again, I think for Cal to win this game, Patrick Laird's going to have to get going, and I think they're going to have to run the football. Yeah, I mean, listen, the passing attack is suspect at this point. Uh, losing Demetrius Robertson before the season, the wide receiver hurt. Uh, they don't have a Jared Goff type, not even close at quarterback. So. You know, uh, one of the worst Pac-12 offenses statistically right now, it's going to be an issue, especially if Oregon starts to put points up on the board. That's a concern of mine. I would not be the least bit surprised if Cal won this game. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I'm just banking on Justin Herbert. I played so well against Stanford last week. I think Mario gets the kids back up. I think it's a gut-check victory for Oregon. If not... You could see this team begin to circle the drain quickly before. I we think talk, that's what's going to happen. Before we talk about Oklahoma and Baylor, I want to ask both of you: If, if let's say Oregon struggles, let's say they lose this ball game, pressure on Cristobal? Not, not already, with, with Joe. Lane Kiffin out there? Not I'm already, just, Joe, because then it's just going to highlight that they made the wrong choice. You mentioned Lane Kiffin. I thought Lane Kiffin was the model perfect guy uh, for this. Hell, I thought Chip Kelly, and I might have, that's why I'm not an AD and I'm sitting here with you guys uh, right now. But I question the crystal ball hiring. It goes back to Clay Helton. And if players recall, wanted him. Yeah. The kids players want him. wanted him. Yeah. Well, last time I checked, the kids aren't here. They're not going to be here in two years. And then we're stuck with this guy as our head coach because some 19-year-old kid was scared of a new, tougher guy coming in. Of course you want this guy. It's like the substitute teacher. He's a nice guy. You know, he's a nice guy, all the assistant. Oh, Clay's never yelled at me. Yeah. And, 
oh, let's, you know, and I don't, oh, God, and I, I'm hearing Saban or some psycho's coming here. We want this guy. Never, never, never plays out well. And I think with such a circus with the coaching, and let's be real, I don't know why they have a hard time just locking in a big-name guy because it is such a, it's a good job. I and mean, a lot of money, a lot of money up there. behind you, right? Phil Knight's running the place. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we'll see how they big play. Big step up, though, Joe, from, FA, from FIU to the Pac-12 right yeah, now. We'll see. I mean, Cristobal, again, didn't play well, didn't coach well against Boise State in that bowl game. This will be now if they drop You're this right. game. They rolled over and quit. Games, you know, they rolled over Cristobal. and quit in that game. They had yeah. kids that weren't even playing on the sidelines hanging out. It was like a joke. Yeah, intriguing. We'll turn our attention to the Big 12 battle between Oklahoma and Baylor. It's a 3.30 kick. Oklahoma's won three of the last five by 13 points per game. Picked up this victory last year in Waco, 49-41. to That was with Baker Mayfield. This is a hot team in Baylor, 3-1, and one, understanding Matt Rule's type of scheme. Have a, a solid quarterback in Charlie Brewer. Some big play wide receivers led by Jalen Hurd. I still like the speed of Oklahoma here. Again, it wouldn't shock me if Baylor's in this ballgame from start to finish, but I'm back in the Sooners laying the big number in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, I listen, Oklahoma wins. It's too many points. Yeah. I mean, this is one of my best bets in Baylor. I Listen, it was a best bet a couple of days ago when I submitted it. It's even more of a best bet now because the news is that Kyler Murray might be suspended for the start of this game. So you might see Austin Kendall. That's what the rumor is, is that Kyler Murray may have been late to a practice and Lincoln Riley wants to you know, make a statement out of it. So you might miss Kyler Murray for the first quarter. Look, I, I think Baylor's playing well. Matt Rule traditionally as an underdog has done a good job. 17-6 and six against the spread. When he when he's get, when he's getting more than seven and a half points, obviously that's the case here. I like Charlie Brewer has played well defensively, led by yes. James Lynch up front. They're playing better. Only gave up 270 yards yeah. to Kansas last week and a touchdown. So Baylor, which as we talked about last week, Baylor only lost by seven points last year to Oklahoma. This is 24 points. I think it's just too many. Hey, here's one more thing, if I if, if I can get this in there. What about Oklahoma in the last two weeks has impressed us? They beat o the Iowa State, an average Iowa State team by, by 10. 10. They had to go to overtime to Army, so maybe we're overrating yeah, Oklahoma a little bit. That. I picked Oklahoma at 9-3, and three, and they still have to play Oklahoma State. They still have to play West Virginia. There, there's no shoe-in that they're going to win the Big 12, especially with the Red River rivalry uh, pending next On week, deck. they could be looking ahead. I mean, Baylor's a gutty team. Much bigger Blue game power. for Baylor, right? Baylor yeah. don't have that signature we're back win. They don't have that. And you know they have this circled. This, this would be one that's circled. I don't see them winning it, but I think they can give Oklahoma all they can handle. To me, it should be 17. Not I had it at eight. It's funny. I was just going to say that. I had it at the beginning of the week. I had it at 18. Yeah. Here's exactly. what I thought the spread should yeah. be. Last year, they allowed over 200 rushing yards per game. But when I, when I broke down Baylor at the last five games of the year, they only allowed 135 rushing yards. Trending in the right direction. Yeah. Right. And that's the one thing from a, a physicality perspective that you know from Temple, when Matt Rule coached their physicality to run the football, wear down opposing defensive fronts and stuff the run and that's what they're starting to do and more importantly they're only giving up 181 passing yards per game if they could force third down and long situations with a new quarterback if Murray doesn't start in the first half and jump up early they they might they might be a live dog here again I don't like it I would take Oklahoma but possible money line winner there I mean you never know it's a conference game We've got uh, some hardcore guys in the chat here right now. Somebody asking us about the Liberty Flames 
and that's New Mexico. I would take New Mexico. Me too. I, I think they I was on Liberty. The football. You guys remember I was on the Flames in the first game against Old Dominion. They had that game circled all year long. They were looking at tape all year long. They scripted their plays. Since then, there's been a problem. There's been a problem. They've just been getting punched in the mouth. They just don't have enough talent. We saw Army ran roughshed over them. North Texas absolutely drills them. I think this is a spot for the Lobos to just run the ball down their throat and uh, flex flex a little bit. Yeah, big that, big win for the Lobos. I'd lay the points here. Yeah, I, Bob Davey, I think, is the better head coach. I, I know Turner Gill's done great things there, but again, Bob Davey in this type of spot. A veteran. Heavy offensive line. They like to pound the football. So I think the quarterback I, is back, right? Tavaka is back. I believe. For New Mexico. I haven't, I haven't seen yeah. a, a game of them yet, yet this year, but. He's our resident Liberty expert. He's yes, he Jer- Jerry Falwell Jr. over well, here. Yeah. Well, yes. you follow a team and the and uh, he he backs it. You gotta like that, you know. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll. T- what about the UCF pick game again? We'll break it down for people that didn't see it. I mean, uh, UCF around a twelve and a half to thirteen point favorite in this matchup. I like Pitt here. I to me, this is a game that they win. I think they they can run the football. Kenny Pickett can make some plays. Could be high scoring. It wouldn't shock me. But in the end. I still like Pittsburgh to cover this number. Yeah, high scoring makes sense. I, I think yeah. a lot. Pitt really is conducive to high scoring games now. I mean, even if they're not scoring, they gave up 51 to Penn State, 38 35 loss to North Carolina. I think 24 19 was a low scoring game with Georgia Tech. But Pitt is so schizophrenic right now. I just think for UCF, you know, they, they want to have that opportunity against a Power Five team. This is an ACC opponent. I think US, uh, UCF is ready for this. I, I think late in the game, if they can get an extra touchdown or yeah. two for style, style points will matter to UCF. So if they're up by 10 and they can get it to 17, they'll do it. I, I lean towards UCF covering. I don't like both head coaches, but I give the slight edge. Slight. Don't say Dar- Narduzzi the way uh, he's well, coached. Well, I'm just well, how do you, what do you mean to say you don't like Heupel? The guy's uh, been a coach for three weeks. I know, but I saw Come him as on. an offensive coordinator with Missouri. T- he, he struggles sometimes. What do you mean, with- offensive coordinator with Missouri? They scored like a million points a game. That was at the end because of the Because of Drew Locke, maybe you could argue, yeah. too. Last six I don't like laying out. points like this generally, guys, but I'm agreeing with Rich here. And I've stepped in front of Central Florida on a couple of occasions and paid the price for it. Guys, they're, they've won 16 games in a row right now. And this offense isn't missing a beat. They're averaging over 50 yards, uh, 50 points a game. And I, I don't know if Pitt's going to be able to keep up here, to be Here's honest. Here's the thing, though. They were underdogs I think the over's against, the play, though. Yes, I'm, I'm going to bet the over here. They were underdogs against Auburn. So the, the us versus them mentality. Just, just outside the numbers perspective. So they were looking forward to that to really put take Auburn to the woodshed. Of course. Now they're the favorite. And not just a slight favorite, they're a heavy favorite in this ball game with the bullseye on their back. Well, they're the defending national champs, Joe. Yeah, you never saw the t shirts they made and yeah, yeah, they're the champions. Come on. I I understand I understand. Yeah, technically, obviously they are the favorite. They're the better team. They're ranked. I I get all that. I still think they have the mindset of an underdog. I I, because they're UCF and because of the the jocularity of the national championship, which I've I've been on board with as well, I still think they carry themselves. I think they have a chip on their shoulder. We'll see. I mean, it's a three thirty kick. I and mean, Mackenzie Milton is just, he is the one of the most Pitt. enjoyable players to watch. He's an absolute he's surgeon. I mean, he's yeah. a surgeon out there. He, he really is it, precise. Oh isn't my he? god! If he puts up dynamic numbers, you have to start talking about. Oh, him. The only thing that'll keep him from actually is because of, is the opponents. That's guys, it. you brought it up, and the thing with Pitt, and I watch a lot of Pitt football. 
You never know what you're going to get with yes, these guys. I agree. They could trade points, and this could be a 51 49 game. I agree. Game, it would, it would, or they could Joe, get smoked. Joe we could don't know. Right. Joe could be right, and, and I wouldn't be the least bit shocked. No, but I, I mean, again, because you never can figure it That's, that's why, why even in that bet. game against Penn State, guys, first quarter, they were hanging. Remember, they went for it, they got stuffed, and then Penn State scored, and the wheels just fell off. Like, Pitt can. Pitt can win a game outright. They can get smoked. It could be low scoring. It could be high scoring. You don't know. Don't you hate, I hate That's the picking problem, or though. betting teams like that? Inconsistent teams. They had yeah. a perfect opportunity after they lost that Penn State ball game to get back on their feet. They got a quality win over Georgia Tech. They are facing North Carolina. North Carolina has Hurricane Florence. We're not sure about their preparation. They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite heading into that matchup, and they lay an egg. I know. In, that, in a conference game where they could build consistency. Now, they're huge underdogs. Right, so People, they'll surprise so us and go I'm the opposite. Just, yeah, the no, you might be it. right. But that's the one thing about Narduzzi that he, since his time there, and that's why he shocks people because – He's never built up consistency right. to take the team to the next stage. You never know what you're going to get. They're a 19 and a half point underdog. They shocked the world against Deshaun Watson. They should have been yeah. better last year. They weren't. And then it's at the end of the year with Miami coming right. to town, and right. then and they win their first that, loss. Yeah. yeah and, uh, so that's what you get with Pittsburgh. It's really you know flip a coin. Which week is showing? You up. might be catching them at the right time. It's I certainly just, a possibility. It's a possibility. For me. It's certainly we'll a possibility. See. I just think that motivation is something that you can't manufacture. And I think that crowd in Orlando and Milton and Hypo and UCF, I think they'll be fired up for this game. If you had Alabama in the first half, 28 to nothing wow. over UL Monroe. They're just a machine 228 in the first quarter. Uh, this might be but, the best Bama team that Saban's had yet. And Syracuse hanging in, guys. 6 nothing over Clemson. They, you can't kick field goals and beat Clemson, though. They got, they got to punch a few of those. Uh, this is what, you know what? How about Clemson, know? though, still I, being scoreless with four minutes left in the first quarter? Bring back Kelly Bryan. Is well, he still yeah, available? Bring um, back, oh, wait. Be, they, can they put him back? Oh, no, they can't put him back in. That's right. That could, He's that, gone. Don't laugh. That could be a factor as they move. Oh, absolutely. Oh, right. that was my first thought. I mean, come stretch. on. At depth, depth, that quarterback, huge. And This is what I want to see. And, and listen, I think Clemson comes back and wins, but. Nobody does locker room celebrations like Dino Babers. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine Syracuse winning at Clemson? What that scene would be like? Dino in a locker room, he could motivate me to get out there and put yeah, a helmet they, on. They're going to need to run the football. A lot they, of orange there jump in, up, this, in this stadium today. If they jump up by two scores, thirteen nothing, then start running the Cle- football. You know, Clemson can come back in a hurry. You know, the, Cle- well, Clemson could score in a hurry. Lawrence, you know, Kansas Jayhawks uh, coming back down here, fourteen nothing right now. For Michigan the State not looking good. They cannot run the football consistently now. Maybe they get it going against Central Michigan. They're still down three nothing one quarter in. Dude, already. they've been struggling. It was telltale sign when they played Utah State this earlier is in the year. Central Michigan. I mean, this is Central Michigan that barely. You're right. Terrible. They lost to Kansas. They got blown up, run off the field by Kansas. How about this? Boston College and you guys are both talking about Temple. Boston College got off to a quick seven nothing lead in this game. Boom, fourteen seven Temple Owls. Yes. And, and that would concern me is for Russo yeah, story? yeah. Who is or, who's the quarterback? We've got. That would concern me because Russo, I, three for seven, 35 yards. Wow. Kid from Philadelphia. He's playing better. Yeah. The kids are buying in. They're winning with him. So why why turn? If he struggles, then you go to New Tile, but you got to go with the hot it's hand. It's the Steve These Boston College games have been going over, though. It's just. It's the Steve Adosio I shocked you. I didn't, I didn't catch what you were well, saying. Well, I mean, Temple scoring that quickly would be a concern of mine if I was Boston I, College. I, oh, I mean, yeah. I, 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 Temple, I thought, would have been like in a low scoring you know, slugfest. But yeah. up fourteen to seven, I mean, oh, track meet has begun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. West Virginia has the ball. 
First and ten on the thirty-two, up fourteen to nothing on Texas Tech. If they jump, up get 21. rid of Kingsbury. Now, now we're going to put him right back on the hot seat. <laughs> Bury him. Terrible Bury coach. Him Terrible. So we'll see. get the shovel. We're burying Cliff we'll Kingsbury. How, we'll see. When we come back, we'll be giving our best bets for the day. Keep it where it is. Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci live from Studio Thirty Four. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Back on College Football Today, brought to you by BetDSI.com. Getting into our best bets for the day. I'm going to start with mine right now. I like Arkansas over Texas A&M, even though they're down 14 to nothing. I still think the Razorbacks will bounce back in this matchup. Iowa State catching 10.5 later tonight, maybe up to 11 now. I still like Iowa State. I like them plus the points and on the money line. USC, I think they... Break the string of 0-7 against the number. I think they bounce back with a double-digit win over Arizona a little bit later today. Penn State shocks Ohio State by seven points. Take them plus a three-and-a-half also on the money line. NC State and Virginia game kicks off around 12-20. I think Ryan Finley and the crew do get a double-digit win over the Cavaliers. Nebraska gets their first win over Purdue and Jeff Fromm. I think they get around a seven-point victory over the Boilermakers. And then Virginia Tech, plus the five points, bounces back with a quality win over ACC opponent Duke a little bit later tonight, Rich. Yeah, I think Joe has a lot of good games here. I don't have a lot of disagreement um, with him uh, almost across the board. My biggest concern would be Virginia Tech-Duke. I'm a little worried about the Hokies. Uh, I like Duke. Uh, They, by the way... It would be a historical win if, if Duke had pulled off first time since 1981, 0-7 against Virginia Tech in Durham, so it would be a big deal. I kind of like what Duke has done. All right, my best bets. A uh, couple of the games have kicked off. One looks good. One looks horrendous. Uh, Temple plus 14 up over BC. Last time we checked, that looks good. Kansas getting 18 and a half down two touchdowns. That does not look good. So those are the early ones. Uh, rest of my schedule, I like Notre Dame. I, I think this is a more legit team over Stanford. Uh, getting five and a half, uh, giving five and a half points. I, I think they'll cover that game. I think it'll be a Joey double digits for for ND <laughs> over Stanford. Uh, better defense, uh, more consistent at the line of scrimmage. Did not like what I saw from Stanford against Oregon last week. I'm going to go to Texas. The boys have had Texas in the past. I hope I'm not too late on this. I'm going to take Texas. Because I like the momentum in the last two weeks uh, over USC, over TCU. Uh, Kansas State is just horrifying right now, offensively and defensively. They're doing nothing well. I think Tom Herman keeps the momentum going. I think they cover on the road against Kansas State. I'm with Joe on USC, just pure talent. Uh, USC, not a great team this year. Clay Helton in some problems. 
offensive line uh, issues for, for USC, but just better talent-wise, more of a sense of urgency. I think they win cover uh, over Arizona. I love Baylor, and this was before the news about Kyler Murray possibly missing some time today. I think this is way too many points. Baylor's heading in the right direction. Oklahoma... We're overstating Oklahoma at this point. Based on what? Based on the Florida Atlantic victory? I'm in the opener. Is that all it is? Oklahoma struggled against Iowa State, a team that's having problems offensively. Oklahoma had to go to overtime at home against Army. Now they're laying 24 against a Baylor team that's playing with more confidence. Give me the Bears plus 24. So ND, Texas, USC, Baylor, and finally BYU. Again, too many points. Yeah. BYU defense plus 17, 17 and a half, whatever the final number is. Washington's not doing enough offensively to uh, cover that number. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Rich on Notre Dame. I, I couldn't agree more. It wasn't, didn't make a best bet of mine, but I still feel very strongly about it. Love Notre Dame and love Penn State in the two big games tonight. Uh, and quickly, Virginia down 3 uh, nothing, and Georgia Tech up 14-3 on Bowling Green now, uh, Gabe. That's right, and uh, Clemson have gotten into the end zone as well. I'm going to have to respectfully disagree, though, with you guys. Uh, I've got Stanford as one of my best bets uh, of the week. Uh, we've talked about their recent dominance uh, in this rivalry, but we'll get to this uh, momentarily. Let's start uh, off with Syracuse uh, and Clemson, who just mentioned 7 6 uh, right now. So we got 13 points um, in the first quarter. We'd like to open it up a little bit more, but now that Clemson just got in the end zone, I would expect uh, this game to open up. Uh, Tennessee and Georgia. I'm expecting Georgia to really drill them here. And I think Georgia is going to score 45, 48 points. If I get 48 points from the Georgia Bulldogs, all I need is seven points from the Vols. I think the Vols can give us 10 to 14 points, and I think Georgia is going to be able to score enough to get us over the 54. This Northwestern game, you know, you remember the episode of The Simpsons uh, when the uh, crusty um, Ribwich uh, made his return, and somebody traded a car for, uh, for a sandwich and said, oh, I got buyer's remorse to Homer. Well, I think I might have buyer's remorse here with Northwestern. All the situational spots play into Northwestern's hands here but they're just not a very good football team this year and they've gotten pushed around in the trenches Michigan are starting to flex their muscles a little bit and Michigan historically have never been good double digit favorites but after that humiliating loss to Notre Dame in week one I think Harbaugh is just in a meaner mood right now. Harbaugh hears the the jackals in the wings. He hears the hecklers so I think Harbaugh's just sort of got an, an, an more of an aggressive posture here so if they can beat them up pretty good, they will. So go lighter on this one. But the situation's a nice one. I really do like Florida here. I think Mississippi State losing last week, it's going to begin a little bit of a downward spiral uh, for them. It's very difficult. They're a young team, uh, Mississippi State. They're kids. And it's hard to just, you know, when they say, oh, they're going to bounce back the next week. Oftentimes you'll see teams will bounce back after a couple of weeks. Now you got Florida on a real high taking on Mississippi State, who's kind of, you know, a little bit down in the dumps uh, right now after last week's, you know, humiliating loss. Dan Mullen knows his program inside out. He knows the stadium inside out. He knows which way the wind is blowing. He knows every little weakness and strength of basically every player on Mississippi State. He can say, you know what? This kid can't handle a fade route. I know. I recruited him. He's got a problem. We used to have to disguise him here. This kid has a hard time tackling um, to his left, to his right. There's just so many aspects uh, that we can go uh, here with this game. Um, So I'm going to take the Florida Gators. Um, I like the Stanford Cardinal a lot as well. I do like the Stanford Cardinal a lot in this spot. 
uh, you look at Brian Kelly, and Brian Kelly struggled against David Shaw. Just one in six against the spread. Give me the Stanford Cardinal as well. Yeah, I, I, the, out of all the games I like, I like Iowa State, Penn State later tonight, and then USC. Couple oh, and the weeks. over in the Penn State game. I, that's one of my best yeah. bets as well. They're not not getting to 69 speaking, points. Speaking of overs, what was the over in West Virginia, Texas Tech? 130? Well, it's 21-7. It was only 74. Uh, oh, 73 and a half. Uh, right. Well, they could get that in the first quarter with three minutes left because Texas Tech, uh, no defense. Yeah. 21-7. This could be, Will Greer's, be, a better defensive this could be team this Will Greer's Heisman moment. They're on pace to score 128 points combined. On the move. 130, I said, so it'll go under. In other words. Will Greer, 11 of 15, 174 yards, wow. two touchdowns in yeah. the first quarter yeah. against Texas Tech. But you know how these games go. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it'll it'll, it'll, it'll no require defense. all 60 minutes. I'd all like to just Texas Tech to return a kickoff for a touchdown. They're right back in it. The I want to hop on. It's not there, though. But. <laughs> I want to hop on what Gabe said. I, I really like Florida. I came very, yeah, I like very that. close to making that one of my best bets. I so think they can um, win the game outright. I agree. Oh, I agree. I, and, and you touched on it very eloquently, which is the fact that Mullen knows all of the nuances, all of the inside and out of all of those players, yeah, the, the exact, stadium, exactly. everything. Oh, this kid doesn't like turning to his left That's in the huge. end zone. I mean, he's got the, he's got the specific scouting report on every one of those players. He might even know what you could say to really piss a kid off and kind of you know, yeah, get, I, get him off his game. He's too much of a nice game. guy, I think. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is he that much of a jerk? He's he'll say, he'll hey. subcontract that out to an assistant yeah, coach exactly. to do that. But I, I like Florida. Too, right? and tell, I, you tell one of the kids, listen, the linebacker, his girlfriend cheated on Yes, exactly. Him. So, you know, just to let you know that. Just going to give you a little bit of, uh, little bit of news on that. Uh, I, listen, I, I like the Florida defense. I think it'll be a competitive, relatively low-scoring game. And, and Mississippi State surprised me last week. I think they showed their hand that maybe they're a little bit overrated compared to what they thought. Felipe Franks is going to be under the gun. What could he do against Mississippi State in that cowbell-ridden stadium? Yeah. So, But I like Florida. I, I think that's a very live dog. I'm asking us about the Western Michigan. James Ross been asked it a few times, so I want to squeeze this in. I like he's, Western, he's a regular viewer. Western Michigan on the road, right? They're, they're negative. They're, they're favored. By yes, like that's right. At Miami of Ohio. I, yeah. I like Western Michigan laying the wood. One and a half, two and a half, in, in, anywhere in there. I think they're the better team. They could have attacked that Miami O secondary. I would lay the wood. Chuck there. Martin disappointing me yeah. so far this year. Speaking I expected of, more from the Red yeah, Hawks. Speaking of underdogs, yeah, me too. I like UMass plus the 13 and a half against Ohio. I just not sold on this being. A Frank Solich defense with the Bobcats. They're giving Andrew Ford not healthy. That that that's been the issue for know, UMass so far I'm this year. I'm still not sold on Ohio. Like yeah. defense, these teams not often stumble early in the MAC, and then you start to get them. I like UMass. I expected more from Miami of Ohio. Two guys, 18 returning starters, 17 returning starters, yeah. ton of veterans. Quickly, another one too. A MAC game. Northern Illinois laying three and a half um, against uh, against Eastern Michigan. Yeah. I, weird, weird game. It's weird this one. I'm leaning with the home dog. Yeah. I think the Huskies are a little overrated. I think we're betting these guys on reputation. Yeah, they're favored, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. So I want to take the dog. Yeah, uh, excuse so me. I want to take dog. Uh, road dog. I, I, I want to take the favorite here. I think the Huskies oh. are a little overrated. Yeah. See, the, the only concern because I was wrong on Eastern Michigan last week against San Diego State. Uh, I, I liked I like San Diego State in that matchup. Three straight road games for Eastern Michigan. Now they're coming back yeah. to the West Coast. Northern Illinois now, I mean, let's look at who they played. Iowa, they played Florida State, played Utah. 
Those are three tough games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, agree, agree. But I, Florida State, I expected, I expected a little more out of Northern yes. Illinois. I expected a little more. I don't more. know. I just feel like Eastern, they feel like they could play with them. Chris and, and Creighton, you know, we talked about Lance Lapo. Chris Creighton Lance doing a really Perry, nice job, job at EMU. And and listen, I didn't expect much in San Diego. It's a long road no, trip. And night, class, night, night game. Class is a, and is they, a they played really well. Yeah. Type of quarterback uh, impressed me last week. But I, I would take Northern in that matchup. We'll see. Touchdown, West Virginia. Kennedy McCoy, 38-yard touchdown, 28-7. Wow. Well, 27-7. Extra point pending. Michigan State on the board, 7-3, 10-57 left in that second quarter of that ballgame. Alabama up 35 to nothing uh, over UL Monroe, laying 49-and-a-half line open to 51-and-a-half, down to 49-and-a-half. Any storylines you guys expect at the end of the weekend? Well, I think uh, the storyline would be, obviously, if Syracuse somehow, some way gets the upset, I mean, a lot of, it's going to be a lot of pressure on, on Dabo because of Kelly Bryant transferring. That'll be a storyline, for one. I think Will Greer, Heisman, I mean, he can, obviously, right now, 174 passing yards in the first quarter, possible Heisman frontrunner. And then whichever team wins tonight in the Big Ten, yeah. obviously. I'll go a little different route. I, I think if, if Notre Dame wins, and I think they will, if Notre Dame beats Stanford, I, I think one of the big storylines is going to be is, is Notre Dame. I mean, there are some landmines, but the rest of the schedule, not too bad. You know, the teams that we thought were going to be really prickly, like USC, like uh, Virginia Tech, you know, some of those games which we thought were going to be real landmines, not as much as we anticipated. So we could be talking about Notre Dame as a legitimate contender, even though I don't think they're one of the four best teams. They could be a legit contender for a playoff yeah, they, spot. They, they had that game last year with Miami. That was their year. And once they lost that ball game, they fell off yeah. the map. So, I mean, I expect Notre Dame, if they win this ball game as well, you have to talk about them as a legit top five contender. They and are. From a schedule perspective, they still Who's have. left? Florida State. That was another game. Florida State, Florida which we State thought that, that would be tough. You know, not, they have USC at the end of the yeah, year. And USC that, struggling as well. That USC game at the end of the year doesn't seem as daunting. Right. Right? It's, right. it's a winnable game. Except this is the one, and we talked about Stanford. It's on the road, though, right? USC? USC yeah, it's at USC, I believe, this year. Yeah. yeah. I listen. I think Stanford win this game tonight. Okay. Well, if Stanford wins, then or if they, they don't, they lose well, a close well, And the flip side is, if Stanford wins, then we start looking at Stanford as maybe they're the class of the Pac-12, yes. and maybe the representative in the playoff for the yeah, conference. We'll see. But I mean, we know they're really not great. They're just sort of fighting not. away. They're not. Neither yeah. is Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame is a great. We have a few great teams in college football. Georgia's great. Alabama's great. Yeah. Ohio State, the potential to be there. Clemson, Clemson the potential yeah. to be there. Beyond that point, I mean, who do we have? That's a truly. There are four teams. Who else am I missing? I really think it's Alabama and everybody else. Yeah, right oh now. yeah, it clearly. really is. Like, clearly. it's never been like you know. In past years it was like well, Alabama and Clemson. And, 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 I, and I now think it's like Alabama. Don't you think that played into the decision of Dabo Sweeney to say, you know, in normal years you could say we can go with the veteran, we'll get to the playoff, we'll see what we could do. The way that Alabama offense is firing on all cylinders, point. he had to look and say, if we have any shot, we better be able to go blow for yeah, blow. And what did Saban do? Saban replaced the quarterback. Same Kelly situation Bryant versus Jalen Hurts. Same exact he did situation. The same thing. He realized, yes. you know what? If Saban can do this, and it's a great point, he was, I better do this because Tua. And, you know, Alabama's a completely different team now with this two, an explosive offense. And I think he says, I'm not going to beat him with Kelly Bryant. I can't beat these guys 30-27 again. I can't do it. I'm yep. going to have to put up points. Yeah, what about Auburn? We talked about, I mean, Auburn laying big wood here against Southern Mississippi, 27. I like Southern Miss here. I wasn't impressed all that much with Auburn. They struggled with Arkansas for three quarters. They did get the cover last week, 31-3. to But again, this was an elite SEC West contender. 
I don't think Auburn's all that this year. I think we've all said it. I, I think in this room, the general consensus is Auburn's very talented. They'll send a lot of kids to the NFL, but they're not in that top tier. I, I, one of you guys said it in week one. Like, I did. Are, are, I thought, are, are, I thought yeah. they were a little overrated, being yes. elevated into national exactly. champion contenders. Exactly, which they're maybe a rung, maybe two rungs below they're that a rung, point. rung below Georgia. Yeah. If we're talking oh, about for sure. kingpins in the for SEC, sure. it's not Auburn I, and Alabama. I don't think they have the talent to do it. I don't think Auburn is going to knock off a Georgia this year. I don't think they're going to knock off an Alabama. I don't think they're going to have that kind of a victory. And I'm still not fully sold on Jared Stidham. I know some of the draft analysts talk about him as a first-rounder. I don't think he rises to that level for me. Without a running game, Drew Locke, to me, is the NFL guy. That's the guy. He's not the best one, though. I don't think he's the best one. I think Will Greer. I I would agree with Greer. Greer No, no, I disagree. Drew Locke. Drew Drew Locke Locke will be the number one quarterback taken. Oh, I disagree. I I disagree. If he is, then I have serious concerns. We'll have a gentleman's bet on that. I don't think it'll be Locke. Drew Locke, as a college quarterback, but he is a system guy. He clearly is a system guy. I mean, he's completing now close to 68% of his passes. You sound like Corey Parson uh, talking about Jared Goff. He's a uh, bus driver. He's a system <laughs> guy. Yeah, but Drew Locke wasn't like Jared Goff in college. Jared Goff at college at Fort Cal put up elite numbers. Last year, he put up elite numbers against sub competition, sub-500 competition. He did it mostly against teams that were under 500 at the end of the year. Again, he struggled with consistency. I need to see more against the better defenses within the Southeastern Conference. Now, granted, if he plays Alabama and he tears it up for 500 yards and completes 70% of his passes and somehow, some way has his team in a position for that game, maybe I'll take a different approach. But right now... Kind of a light quarterback class for next year, isn't it? He's undersized, too. I've been, I've been waiting right to see who steps up and fills that void. So Justin uh, Herbert? Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert clearly... I think Justin Herbert gets chosen... Six foot six. Ahead body. of Drew Locke. But I think Will Greer is still the creme de la yes, creme. Well, I, but I think Herbert, I think yeah, Herbert gets taken higher. Those, those are my two favorite quarterbacks. I'll give you one name, not suggesting he'll be a first-rounder, but one player who has really impressed me so far this season, Steven Montez from Colorado. Yes. Mobile, big at 6'5", accurate big passer, really making the most out of the new talent that he has at wide receiver. So, Ryan Finley's uh, Ryan Finley is going to rise fast. He's going to rise very he quickly. Turn the football over. I mean, yeah. last year he, he, he had a stint, it, 232 It's shocking that, that Boise State kind of allowed him to get out of there because he's a better quarterback than Brett Rippon. Yeah, we'll see. And Brett Rippon and the crew go on the road to Wyoming. That's a critical matchup. I mean, Wyoming could be a live dog in that matchup. We'll see. I think they're catching 17. I, I, I would take the 17 in that ballgame. I'm Wyoming. always worried about that Wyoming defense is scrappy. Yeah. That does that would worry me at if home, I was... At home. Yes. Yep. So we'll see. Gabe, any last thoughts before... Uh... Um, you know, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm looking forward to these games. I'm gonna stick Hawaii. To you didn't get your Hawaii yeah. note in oh, there. Hawaii. Quickly. So, are we laying a ten with Hawaii or what? San Jose, San Jose, San Jose State? State. I think covers against I, I, Hawaii. Yeah, I agree. I think no one got rich laying double digit points with Hawaii on the, the road. They're man. coming to the mainland, much. so we'll see. I, I like San Jose State. Plus I do what too. A job, I want to say though, what a job they've done out there. What a job Roll have just done. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy the games. We'll see you next week.